Welcome to The Love Show, brought to you by eHarmony. We're going to spend the next 45 minutes talking about dating, relationships, and love. My name is Grant Langston. I'm right here with Jeannie Asimos. We're talking directly into the mics today, because we've been told we swing our heads around and we don't talk enough. Right into the microphone. Right into the mic. So and here I, we are. I was told that I say, mm-hmm, too much. Oh, my When Grant's God. Dis- dispelling his wisdom, so I really need to, like, who Check was that. this person that critiqued you? This is not good. It was a comment I read. It was which a is, comment. I, d- I can take constructive criticism, and I noticed I do that, too. So I'm going to really work on not doing that and being quiet when Grant is talking. Be, well, uh, interrupt me. if It's I'm very wh- hard because you're, I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> Grant, you're so right. <laughs> oh, well. This is a question show, and we're going to answer questions from a lot of very interesting people who have interesting problems. But you can send us your questions Ask the experts at eHarmony.com. You almost certainly have an email provider. You can uh, send us your problem very quickly, and it will uh, land right on Jeannie's desk. You can also visit our online magazine, eHarmony Advice, which has all these mag- all these articles about how to do this better, how to do that better, how to have a better uh, search for someone to love. Um, and if you go to that site, there's an Ask the Experts button. On the homepage, you click that. And you can open a little box and send us your your question there. So there's two great ways to send us your problem for analysis. Analysis. Deep analysis, I have to say. Deep (laughs) analysis. And so let's get busy analyzing some questions, Jeannie. Let's do it, Grant. Um, This is Carrie who wrote us before. Oh, cool. So she's now, we said, we needed to know what was the text you sent to this guy that offended him so much. Do you remember oh, this? Oh, I do remember so that now question. she's written us back, which is like the best thing in the world. So, so just for a w- quick second, give us the background on this situation. Well, she's going to give the background. Oh, she, she does? Gives, she gives okay, him great. the letter, but great. she sent this guy a text she was dating, and it was like an image of something. We didn't really know what it was. Yeah. So and he was really clearly put off by it. So now she's sort of describing what it is. Okay, us. great. Okay, hi, Grant and Jeannie. This is Carrie. I wrote before about a misunderstood text I sent to Daniel, who refused to call me to clear things up. First, a little background: we're both in our fifties. So we should be speaking. Used to be speaking by phone. I was widowed suddenly four years ago, and Daniel was divorced ten years ago. We met on a dating site. Between our five dates, we texted each other to keep up flirty connection. While we hadn't done anything more than kissing, the morning after our fifth and final date, Daniel sent a text implying he woke up aroused and asked what he should do about it. (laughs) Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Daniel. This wasn't the first time he implied that condition either. He'd sent pictures of himself in his underwear, so not quite sexting, but his intent was clear. So, like, he sort of set the ground work for... 50-year-old sending pictures of himself in his underwear. He must be uh, a yeah. hot property. I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Or, uh, who knows? <laughs> to, to answer his last text, I attached... Okay, so this is what he sent. Yeah, her. he sent a picture of himself yeah. in his underwear. Okay. okay. To answer his last text, I attached a poster promoting an upcoming sexual assault prevention self-defense class my local gym was promoting. My comment below the pictures were, oh dear, such a dilemma. Maybe I can help you take care of your problem on Thursday, the night we're due to do Pilates at his gym. So if things get out of hand, I'll be prepared once I take this class, which is kind of funny. She's making a joke. She is making a joke. Um... Like, hey, buddy, I'm going to take this defense class and I'll be prepared. Like, if you get out of line, it's yeah. a joke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, to give you an update, since you discussed my letter on your podcast, I talked with a few friends on what to do. A girlfriend who had been single advised me to send him a letter in the mail. So, oh. so she sent him a letter. Nice. I love this. This is like a whole thing. Isn't I she love good? this. This is yes. great. 
Kara, you're, you're amazing. So she wrote, Dear Daniel, I was wrong. Sexual assault is not funny, and I never should have tried to make light of it. I know you're a gentleman and would never do anything like that to me or anybody else. I'm so sorry my botched attempt at playfulness caused you distress. I enjoyed our five dates. I find you very kind, attractive, smart, positive, and respectful. I'd love to get to know you better. Hope to hear from you soon so we can put this past us and continue to build a connection. If that doesn't work for you, I wish you nothing but the best. What a lovely, She's like the coolest lovely chick ever. person. I'm so, I, I love her. There's I love more. Her. Me too. Okay. Imagine my dismay when I finally <laughs> heard back from him via text, not on the phone call I'd hoped for, saying the following. Happy weekend, Carrie. A week plus has passed. I just read your well-selected written card. Thank you. I feel very giving in five dates. I don't giving in five dates, but a series of texts. Then sexual harassment poster was above the line. Uh, I feel condemned and at risk for no reason. I've been arduous in career and personal life to not allow it around me. It's too hard for me to recover for us today. I know you're finding yourself in relationships after traumatic loss. Hope you won't insinuate or accuse the next guy out of the blue. Ooh. Wow. Peace. Ooh. His little peace symbol. I was so stunned by his reaction. <clears throat> I wasn't sure if I should respond or not. A friend who advised me to write the letter said I should do whatever brings me peace. So I wrote the following text. <laughs> oh, my God. This is great. Boy. Thanks for getting back to me. <clears throat> I guess my letter wasn't well written because I clearly didn't get my point across. As you know, text can be easily misunderstood. I was disappointed you didn't take me up on my offer to chat by phone. Very hurt and insulted, you feel I accused you or even insinuated sexual harassment out of the blue. May I remind you several of your texts were explicitly, explicitly, explicitly sexual. Three had photos of your heart on, and the last one, which precipitated my attaching the poster, was in direct response to your query. I'm risen. As you know, what should I do? What a hypocrite. Sorry things ended so badly down you, but at least now we can go our separate carry. I have a feeling your prior mm. advice still stands. <clears throat> He's immature, and in fact, I dodged a bullet, and I should use more discretion in the early phase of dating. And what if I should text? Is there anything else you want to add now you have this additional info? Thanks, Carrie. Well, I love this letter. First you, of all. Carrie, you're awesome. Yeah. You are. She is like, she went above and beyond. Wow. Very smart, very articulate. Mm hmm. Uh, you, you, I predict you will do very well in the dating world. Um, but regarding this situation, Yes, I, I, I think you dodged a bullet because imagine life with someone that's so sensitive. Uh, you know, we all make mistakes. We all say things we that get misinterpreted or that we didn't mean or whatever. And if the other person is just like on a, a pin hair trigger sensitivity all the time, you can't live like that. You know, I I have a, a, a practice, certainly with my wife and even in past relationships of saying, hey, I need the benefit of the doubt. If you misunderstand, if you, if you think I've said something offensive to you, I need you to come and talk to me about it because I don't ever intend to be offensive to you. Uh, but I'm a human being and I make mistakes. And of course, most people go, you know what, that's reasonable. It's not always easy to do it in the moment, but yes, it's reasonable for him to say, wow, I, it sounded like you were accusing me of sexual assault, uh, but clearly you weren't. So what the hell? I'll see you. Let's go out. You know, that's what he should have said. He should have been um, uh, receptive to your apology, which, you know, was well written. So listen, this guy has got some issues. I know that men are all very super 
hypersensitive now because the, the price of being on the wrong side of the line is just you lose everything. And, and so, you know, he took it the wrong way. But your apology was perfect. And, yeah, you there's nothing you can do. This guy's out. Um, and in terms of next time, you know not to do this again. Um, you know that you shouldn't uh, send something that might be misinterpreted in this way. Um, and I don't think there's any advice to give you for next time, frankly. I think you, you're spot on. I got, no, <laughs> I got no corrections for you, Gary. Good luck. I, I mean, I think that honestly, like, okay, this guy has no sense of humor. And <laughs> they were joking around, and she's like, hey, I may need to use this if you get, like, you know, obviously he's got some sort of sensitivity there, but he just doesn't have a good sense of humor. And the fact that she repeatedly tried to, you know, make this right and, and say, hey, let's talk about this like a mature adult, yeah. and he wasn't even willing to do that. This guy's a idiot so i mean yeah goodbye daniel good riddance i mean yeah. honestly um you're like you're so cool and it could have been cleared up so quickly if he was normal you if know if he were normal if he were normal he would have responded to that yeah and know, every person yeah. i know yeah would have responded to that apology and been like oh okay i had it totally wrong exactly the fact that you're willing to write me this note and explain yourself tells me something really amazing about that you. she's really conscientious and thoughtful yes. and, and cares about how people feel yes so you know he is just ridiculous you don't want to be with a guy like grant said you do not want to be with a guy like this who's gonna just be so rigid oh, yeah. and not like adapt it just ugh. You, you want someone adaptable you want someone with a great sense of humor that you know can just roll with the punches and, yeah. and is forgiving and understanding. He's none of those things. I, I want to just say one other thing. You know, we talk about people who want to date people who are younger or older. Um, that comes up a lot. You know, I don't want to date someone that's a lot of men who are 50. Don't want to date a woman that's 50. Mm -hmm. um, but this is what you get with 50. You get this kind of response yeah. from someone that's this smart mm -hmm. and this thoughtful and well articulated i mean <laughs> this is really a vote for a person that's lived yeah and knows how to, to address issues and talk about things um so i again i think you're gonna do great in your search she will uh, because you got you got it going on girl you do carry thank you for writing us back and yeah. keep us posted yeah all right next letter next letter I dated this guy two years ago, fell, fed, fell head over heels for him. I've always thought of him even when I shouldn't have or didn't want to. Our actual relationship only lasted a few months because he was really heavily into drinking and started doing drugs. And the sober side of him I fell for was fading away. Four months later, we started hanging out again, became friends with benefits for three months, but we never talked or texted one another, just hooked up when I was, uh, but then I was ready to date again and we just slowly stopped talking. He tried reaching out to me this past November, but I was in a committed relationship and ignored him. He then met someone else, and they dated for nine months. When they broke up, he reached out to me again, and I'm single now. Both of us admitted thinking about the other during relationships, but mostly sexually. He confessed how hard it was him for to get over me, and I never knew that. Now he's texting me during the day and calling me in the evenings, which he never did, even when we dated. He says he doesn't want anything serious, but wants to go out and do things together, and neither, neither one of us not talk, date, or sleep with other people. For so long, I could not stop thinking of this guy, and the idea of us seeing each other again felt impossible. Now he's back in my life. I don't know how to take it. 
Is he the new and improved sober man I always wanted and realized what we had? Or am I just an old convenient booty call? Which he gets mad when I say that. But it's how I feel. Do I see where this goes or save myself from possible heartbreak? Mm, You know, there's this sort of idea in business that, and and, uh, in other things too, that once something is a certain way, it never really changes. Yeah. It, It isn't the case that, you know, nothing can ever improve in life, but things don't change their DNA. Yeah. Right? So if a person, if you hire a person and six months in, they're dishonest or they're uh, not conscientious, they don't care really about the work they do, or they're rude to people, you can pull them in and you can go, hey, dummy, stop being rude to people or I'm going to fire you. And they'll go, okay, 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 don't fire me. And they'll be nice for a week or two or a month. And then they'll be what (laughs) they were born to be. And that's just how life is. And maybe that's a little bit pessimistic. But no, it's, it's realistic. It tends to be how things are. So take it to this issue here. This is a certain kind of relationship. This is a hookup. What's Rebound. up? Rebound. Yeah, come back. Go to someone else. I come always back. like to go there because it's satisfying. If yeah. I don't have anything else going on, I call Susan. Man, Susan's hot. Yep. Uh, but I don't want to be with Susan. I don't really want a real relationship with her. Um, and this is like a novel now. This is going on for a long time. Two years. Two years. So I'm sorry to tell you, this is never going to be anything other than what it is. It's just not. He doesn't want you to call a booty call because he knows that if it's a booty call in your mind, that's a negative thing Mm -hmm. in the long run. And he likes keeping this going, right? He wants to pretend that it's something deeper, but it isn't really anything deeper. Not really. Yeah. I mean, I wrote down, when, as Grant was talking, too risky. It's just too risky for too multiple... Too <laughs> risky. too risky for multiple reasons. Number one, the fact that, you know, this has gone on, the cycle's gone on over and over again. And then number two, the fact that he was heavily into drinking and you doing drugs. I mean, do you want to invest your heart and time in someone that's doing that? I don't. I don't. It, yeah. I mean, that is something that's very hard to get over. It's very hard to stay. I, you know, people who are sober, it's amazing. It's a hard yeah. journey, though. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how long this guy's been sober. Is it just a month or two? I mean, really, he shouldn't be in any relationship for, like, a year after being sober. I think you're supposed to really work the program and, you know, focus on your recovery. Yeah. So I just feel like it's too risky. And I feel like, again, you've answered your own question at the very end of this letter, which Grant and I always say, people usually know. Yeah. And she's, am I, you know, do I save myself from possible heartbreak? Yeah. There's and, so many and other people. wasting time and frustration. I mean, look, we can make a list of what you'll save. <laughs> you'll save heartbreak. Yeah. You'll save time. You'll save frustration. You'll save self-esteem. You know, you're not going to feel very good about yourself when this guy continues to treat you the way that you know he's going to eventually treat you. I get that when someone is coming on strong, yeah. it's so flattering and it's yeah. so sexy and you're like, wow, this guy really likes me. It's hard to understand. Not really. He kind of wants to get laid. Exactly. And he it's not that he doesn't like you too. I'm sure he likes to, you know. Eat he likes pizza. to have sex with our grand. Yeah, I don't mean it's just that. Like he just, the second that's over, he gets up and walks out. I'm sure she's a nice person and he likes to have 
you know, pizza with her before or something. But it's really only about that. That's the thing that drives his interest. And if you don't have enough examples um, here, you're just going to waste more of your time getting those examples. And you'll be writing us this letter in a year <laughs> saying, and another year's gone. Yeah. And we're in the same th exact cycle. Usually. Um, so do, do yourself a big favor. Endure the pain of breaking away now. Yep. And learn this lesson. This is not the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody. This is a good lesson for you to learn. And you won't pick this guy in the future. History repeats itself. That's right. Right, Grant? So don't pick this kind of guy. No. And he even says he doesn't want anything serious. Oh, he just said he says it. So I don't you, want anything if, serious. If you want, it seems like you are looking for a relationship and something substantial. This is not your guy. Right, Grant? Substantial is not the word I would use. Yes. <laughs> risky Ris is your too word. Risky. Like, too, too risky. Too risky. Did you okay. write T-W-O, too risky? To no, no. T-O-O. Okay. okay. Grant, Just making sure you spelled that right. I, you know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think, okay, this is a very, this is a question for you, Grant. Okay, question for me. I read this one me. and thought, okay, I've got to, have, Grant's got to answer this because I don't really know. Okay. I met a guy online who was about to move to my area. We talked for two months via text, phone calls, and video chats, and we had a great connection. We'd share pictures and saw Unfiltered on Facebook. I don't know what that is. But do you know what that is? I don't either. He was very aware I'm not a skinny girl. He'd also shared he'd struggled with ED most of his life. Once you want to say what ED is so everyone erectile knows? Erectile dysfunction. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Once he moved in, we had sex. He struggled He struggled to keep an erection, even with Viagra. I didn't make a big deal knowing nerves were you know, a contributing factor. Within a week, he told me even though he really liked my heart and mind, he just wasn't physically attracted to me. He thinks I'm beautiful, but is more turned off than on by bigger women. And we broke up. I've never experienced this before. Are men's erections directly tied to how attractive they find a woman? Is this a result of porn addiction? Can a man genuinely be mentally attracted to a woman and yet not be able to get an erection because of physical appearance? Grant, Ooh. this is all you. Thanks, Jeannie. You're so welcome. Thanks so much. Um, well, I'll just tell you what I know. Okay. And that may not be enough. It may not be helpful. Um, but here's what it is. Um, I think you could be attracted to a woman. You could look at her and objectively say, this is a beautiful woman. Yeah. And not feel physically turned on by her. I think that's very possible. Absolutely. You know. Uh, Absolutely. You know, you can just look at, you know, the things that make someone beautiful, symmetry in their face mm -hmm. and, and this and that. And you can just observe those things, you know, in a clinical sort of way and go, well, you know, empirically, this is a beautiful woman. Yeah. But I don't feel anything for her. So that's possible um, to answer one of your questions. But listen, if you've got ED, mm -hmm. everything's changed. Yeah. Because you've got a physical problem. Yeah. And I guess he's saying that, you know, he has trouble with whoever he's with. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Now you're on that list, too. Yeah. And I guess his reaction is, well, if I have this problem with you, um, I probably shouldn't be with you. Yeah, I mean. Now, is that yeah. the right thing for him to think? I don't know. Maybe he's embarrassed. I mean, maybe this is he's telling himself this. I don't know. Right. Yeah. My advice to him, if he were here, would be yeah. you got to go see a doctor. Yeah, um, for sure. Because if your equipment doesn't work properly yeah. you 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 have a medical issue it isn't really about do you think the person's hot 
Right. It's about the physics of your body. So I think he can be attracted to you and not able to get an erection for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, probably tied to his medical issue. I don't think this has anything to do with a porn addiction. Although, of course, if a person were uh, entertaining themselves all day, right. they're not available for you. Right. The only, so, there's only like, so much of that you can do. Right. You, you only got so much energy. <laughs> right. Right. So that could be something here. But you know what? That's all. That's all the side issue. Yeah. All that matters is this guy has told you he doesn't want to be with you. Yeah. He thinks you're beautiful, but it doesn't work for him. Mm -hmm. And you can spend some time trying to analyze that if you want to. There's no harm in it, I guess. But I wouldn't spend much time on it. I wouldn't it either. Because this guy's got a lot of issues. Um, yeah. And you're not qualified, frankly, to even understand some of them. So just put it behind you. Get on with a, a, another person that doesn't have these issues. Yep. Um, otherwise, it's just kind of a, you're going to get into a circle where you're just spinning around saying, what about this? What about this? What about that? It's not worth your time. Well, it's all, it's, it's the ego hit, you know, and it's really yeah. just difficult to deal with that. So, so you're trying, she's trying to figure out, is it me or is it something with him? So, you know, it's just, I, I think that at the end of the day, you're never really going to know. I mean, you know, I mean, he obviously That's has right. some sort of issue and are men's erections directly tied to how attractive they find women? Well, if he's got a problem, then not in his case. Right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You guys aren't a fit and you just have to like, our, our thoughts can just consume us and drive us crazy. So it's yeah. almost like mastering your thoughts or not mm -hmm. giving them a lot of weight. You can have the thought and go, oh, this is my ego right now talking. I'm just going to throw this thought in the trash. So, um, I have my, I think of friends right now that just sit there and spin and spin and, and really overanalyze and just don't, if you can truly really try to control that and just move on, that would be the best thing for you. Yeah. You know, my two circles, Jeannie. Yeah. The circle called all the problems in the world. Yes. And in the circle, all the problems in the world that I can control. So true. And of course, one circle is very big and one circle is quite a bit smaller and you've got to invest your time and energy on the smaller one. Yep. Because you got no say over the rest of it. If you want to have an opinion, I guess that's okay. But don't let it consume your time. And Jeannie, I want a little credit because I resisted the urge to say, so when this happens to you, Yeah, Jeannie, I'm, you know what, Grant? You know? I give you, you get a medal for okay. that, Grant. I, I was I'm giving very you an tempted. invisible medal right now. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck. Uh, I hope. The next time is a little bit better. You can find you. someone that's a better fit for you, period, end yeah, of story. Exactly. All right. Next question. I recently heard a relationship coach say, if you say the words, I need your help to a man, he'll instantly feel attracted to you. He said that men need to feel like heroes and have an innate desire to be needed. Please share your thoughts on this. This is another one for you, Grant. I love it. Well, you know, the, <laughs> saying, you about that? the saying is that men need to be admired and women need to be cherished um, and so I think a man wants more than anything to feel like his partner admires him yeah so to me I think that's number one but I do think that it it can be handy for a man to be able to do demonstrate his expertise in something mm -hmm. you know especially if he's trying to date you or trying to get a date with you, if you wanted him to ask you out, 
it might be the easiest thing in the world to say, can you help me with something? Because he'll be like, yeah. <laughs> right. And he'll love to do that and demonstrate his prowess. And, you know, you can be admiring of him. Oh, my God, thank you so much. That's been a super help. So I don't think this is a bad idea. You can always take it to the ridiculous extreme. <laughs> right. And no one wants a girlfriend who's constantly going, hey, I need your help with something. Can, <laughs> can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? Listen, uh, I need your help. Oh, my. I mean, Grant, who is that? Oh, that's, that's the women in Los Angeles. That's the accent. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I need your help with this. Can you help me? That's um, hysterical. That's the way they talk. Oh, boy. No one wants that. But I think as a way to kind of get going, it's fine. And, of course, it is nice when someone occasionally needs your help and you can help them. I think part of this, this is like part of a larger conversation where, you know, a lot of people, and I've heard a lot of relationship coaches say that this is a weird time right now where, you know, traditional roles no longer exist. And um, men don't know necessarily their role in a relationship and women are so independent and doing everything for themselves and they're out there working and they're running households and doing everything. It's like, where does the guy fit in? So I feel like it's sort of a throwback to that in a way. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Sometimes I think that too. Like I'm you know, independent and I have a career and whatever, I have my own place and have my own friends and you know, it's, and I feel like I try to be mindful about kind of maybe turning off some of that masculine energy if I'm on a date or with someone so yes you know I think that that's maybe the point here is that just being thoughtful um to the guy you're seeing because I feel like there's definitely truth to that but that it's just so it is a weird time and right now there's nothing you can do to make a man feel instantly attracted to you no which no. is what she's asking yeah you know if, if he's not already interested in you you know, the fact that you go, I need help. He's not going to be oh, hypnotized. Yeah. And be yeah like, Whoa. This is very simplified. That's why I was right. explaining. It's, it's a bigger issue. But you are right about this. And this is a sad commentary on modern dating. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we just throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Mm -hmm. If in 1950 men were sexist and men, you know, assumed a woman was helpless and treated her uh, too much like a baby. You know, now the pendulum swung all the way back the other way. And if he does something, she's like, what? I'm a, you know, I don't need your help. Yeah, for anything. exactly. I don't need a man for anything. Okay, right. great. So yeah. uh, that's a real attractive attitude. Um, the, the fact is, if we can settle somewhere in the middle where people are respectful, but some of the natural old-fashioned facets of courtship are still around, it would probably be better. I think it's nice. It is yeah, nice. It's nice. But it is very easy to bump into a person that doesn't feel that way. I know. They don't know they don't advertise that, right? You don't know that till you do something nice and they look at you like you've, you know, assaulted them or something. Yeah. And, and you're like, Jesus Christ. So <laughs> right. uh, you know, it's a it's a touchy world. It's a touchy world. I know world it is, there. Grant. Look at Daniel, how touchy he was. Wow. <laughs> Text don't message. be like Daniel. <laughs> It's all touchy over sexual assault Woo! poster. Daniel, chill. <laughs> chill, Daniel. Chill out. Just be cool, Daniel. Okay. Yeah, okay. be cool. <laughs> Next question. Okay. <clears throat> I lost my husband to a rare cancer in January of 2019. So that was just earlier this year. Wow. 
I'm going through grief share. I know I want to start dating. However, I don't want to start too soon. How long should I wait for starting to date? I don't want to break down in the middle of a wonderful day because grief hits me all of a sudden. Thank you, Janice. Well, I think Janice answered her own question, right? You I know, know. Um, you, you, you're lonely. I know I want to start dating. That's what you write here. Yeah. I think you're lonely. That's what that means. Uh, it doesn't mean you're ready to be a partner and open your heart and be in love with someone. Yeah. Um, I just can't imagine that you would be just a few months after the death of, been of like your husband. It's been like seven months. Right. So, yeah. But, of course, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been in this. Right. Um, but so our advice is, is, is going to be like this. You've got a – I think you need to see a therapist – I think that'd be a great thing for you to do Absolutely. once a week to talk to a person um, because they're going to help you process this and they're going to be able to say to you, you know what? I think you're ready to meet somebody. Um, you're the final judge of that. We yeah. can't say you must wait eight months or you yeah. must wait 12 months. It, people just don't work like that. I've told this story before, but you know, I, I've had, I have an uncle who outlived three wives mm -hmm. and in each case when one wife would die he would be married within a very few months I mean very few and a lot of the people in the family thought that was inappropriate but the truth is he couldn't find the sock drawer he couldn't take care of himself you know he was a guy that got married when he was 18 he couldn't boil water and he wasn't you know being insensitive he just knew what he needed um and those were happy marriages, all of them. So, you know, there's an extreme right there of a person that uh, moves pretty fast. And then there are certainly people that it takes years. So you're just going to have to see what works for you. Uh, and I think it's best to do that talking to some professional. Absolutely. And, yeah, like Grant says, everyone goes through the stages of grief differently and at different times. It's really impossible to say in a year, a year and a half, you're going to be over that. So. I know when I lost my, you know, when you lose someone really significant, you do have these like grief bursts. And I lost my dad a few years ago. I would just suddenly start crying sometimes. I've never experienced that in my life. I was only, this is only because I was such a, you know, it's my dad. Mm -hmm. And that lasted for me like a year. And then after that, you know, a distance, obviously, and time help with that stuff. So you need to give yourself time. And um, really, that's it. I mean, it's just time. And I think when you, you know, I don't know, just gotten to a place where it doesn't hit you like that, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I think talking to someone would be a great idea. Um, it's complicated. Very complicated. Give yourself enough time to feel healed. Like, right. I know for me, like, I, it was hard to even talk about for the first year, but then, like, you know, year two, when the holidays would come up or his birthday, I felt much more at peace with it. So you just kind of gauge where you are emotionally, I guess. Yeah, that's all very true. I, last thing I will say is, you know, you, you just got to think about this. Whoever the person is that's in a relationship with or starts dating you, they're going to want things from you. Yeah. Right? They're going to want emotional connection. They're going to want physical connection. They're going to want support. And, and, you know, they're not there to just make you happy. They, they have needs of their own. Yeah. Which you need to be, you know, ready to supply. Yep. And it just seems impossible that you would be in a position to give those things shortly after losing your husband 
Yeah. So. so so there you go, uh, Janice. Good luck to you, and uh, we're sorry for your loss, and, and very we sorry. know you're going to be very successful once you get Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. Just give yourself time. Yes. Okay, the last letter. Last Grant. letter. <clears throat> eHarmony profile help. Okay. Okay. I could use a little advice from my profile. I started on eHarmony this week, so I could use a bit of advice and spend just five days. And when I like someone on eHarmony, I favorited her, hoping I might receive a favorite back. Then if I receive a return favorite, my thought would be to start communicating. I have about 15 favorite ladies to date. I haven't received a response from anyone yet. Any advice to improve my outcomes? Well, of course, I haven't seen your profile, right? Right. But these women have. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know... But just favoriting someone, Grant, don't you think he should maybe take the next step? I, I would take the next step. I mean, I don't see any benefit, frankly, in half measures with anything. Agreed. You know, we've talked here about <clears throat> if I liked, if I saw someone online that I really liked, I would just write them and say, "Hey, let's have coffee." <laughs> yeah. Because. You know, the system's already matched me. It's yeah. done its work. Yep. It's put me with someone that I'm compatible with. So that's good. Now I want to sit across from them and see how their mannerisms are and see if they can string a sentence together and how they smell and their body language and, you know, all those things that happen in person. Yeah. I want that experience quick because it's very telling. And if it stinks, it'll be thank you very much. Yep. And on to the next person. And if it's great, I want to know that. I don't like the tomfoolery. So, yeah, favoriting, winking, icebreaking. That's breaking, what I mean. That stuff doesn't have any value to me. Now, if this person's just getting into this world, maybe he's more tentative. Yeah. But I would say, first of all, tentativeness is not rewarded in the online dating marketplace. Just no. know that, right? No. It's not real life. It's a different life. So don't be shy. Secondly, here's what I would do. I would get three good female friends to look at your profile. They can't be friends <clears throat> that will BS you. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're so handsome. You look great. You're so witty. This is so good. You know, those friends are kind, but they're not helping you. You need a person. Maybe you need someone that's not that good a friend to sit down and just say, um, you know, I wouldn't date you based on this or I wouldn't want to meet you so get some real feedback from people um, so that you can be confident that what you're putting out there is is your best foot totally agree and we've we've said this so many times but fortune favors the bold and in this environment you do need to reach out just favoriting or just liking or just smiling is just kind of like okay that's nice but if you really want to stand out, then ask a question or make a comment on there. I, I always like when someone comments something on my profile. Like, I like that. Like, give me an example. Um, oh, my gosh, your dog is so cute. <laughs> what kind of dog is he? You have a dog on your profile? Well, a picture of a dog you with me. You have a me. picture of your dog with you? Yes, okay. of course. Johnny, a, that, Johnny? By the way, that's a very good idea. Yeah. Because people like dogs and... <laughs> Except for Grant. No, I'm just kidding. I like dogs. <laughs> I don't like them in the bed with me, but I like dogs. No, I think dogs are fine. Most You're going to start a controversy with dogs in the bed. It's uh, a whole thing. It's a whole thing, How did Grant. we go from dogs in the doghouse 
Then our dog's in the bed. Johnny I don't know. The, he deserves to be in the bed. Is the picture of you in the bed with the dog? No. Okay. <laughs> That's, That's a good idea. <laughs> that is a good idea. <laughs> That's going to weed a lot of them out right away. They that, see. That's the reality. You're going to be sharing the bed with Johnny. You got to sleep with this mutt. Is, <laughs> if you're going to sleep with me, you got to sleep with my mutt. Um, so you use a picture of the dog, and a lot of guys will say, Yeah, a lot. Cute dog. Yeah. What kind is he? What kind is mm -hmm. he? Right? It's just a cheap topic to get in the door. Exactly. But then I'm like, oh, I'm going to answer. Because <laughs> you like, like to talk about like the dog. I like talking about Johnny. Yes. See? There's Any a tip. other pictures of you doing things you like? In my profile? Yeah. Um, what am I doing? I'm like standing outside on a deck in, at Lake Arrowhead. And and then some people will comment, that's so beautiful. Where was that? Okay. So Another see, good like, tactic, like right? Mm-hmm. Um, can't think of what else but i mean just like commenting on somebody's profile whether it's the music choices like yeah. i think i say oh and then i'll say like um love mexican food i will always have like chips and guac always or something like something stupid like yeah. that but a lot of guys will comment on that i'll you, make you guacamole that's right you're <laughs> right? giving people things they can talk about so that's what when grant and i say yeah. be specific in your profile yeah that's why yeah yep so it just go. is a nice handle. You're giving that person a nice handle. They don't have to be like, what's up? Which is like the worst thing, you know. Hey, how's it yeah. going? You look beautiful. Yeah. You know, those things are not exactly uh, destined If you want to spark conversation, you have to like talk about something specific. So yeah. so that that's our that's our advice to you. But um, just the winking, it's just sort of weak attempts to say hi. And like look at me. 10 other people might be doing that too. Yeah. So she's not going to be compelled to respond to you. So, yeah. That's it. That's it. Right on, man. Good That's luck to you. Good luck to you. I'm sure you will do fantastic. That is our show. You can certainly send us your letters the way that these fine people did. Ask the experts at eHarmony is the email address. Visiting eHarmony Advice is the uh, online method, the online magazine method. Um, you can share this show in your social feeds. That's a good way to tell people about it. Just cut and paste the link in. Science will do the rest. And people can listen and go, wow, I want to listen to those people. And thanks to the people who have commented um, you know, in the podcast world. They give yeah. us reviews, and they had some really great comments, along with a critique of me, which is completely <laughs> fine. I just only cried. I only come. I only cried for an hour, Grant. Oh, but, genie! But you know, you didn't mean it. Mean. It's okay. It's it's valid, and I'm aware. I've noticed myself doing that. So I, okay. I appreciate all feedback on the show, and we're here to just to help and talk yeah. about these talk about relationships. Because really, at the end of the day, none of us are experts. We're trying to figure this out. But fortunately, Grant and I are in this world every day, right. so we do have unique perspective. It's true. It's yep. true. Any comments are appreciated. Um, as long as they're nice. <laughs> as long as they're nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, for Genie Simos, I'm Grant Langston, and we'll see you next time.